Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what is going on? It is Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Back for another episode of The Standard is the Standard. If you've been following this podcast for the last, I don't know, Lance, how many, how many years have we been doing this show? Probably longer than... I can remember, actually. <laughs> Probably about five years, maybe. Okay. This is Probably the, this had is the... four kids since then, so. <laughs> Probably. This is, the... <laughs> this is the longest we've gone into the offseason uh, ever. And we're going to keep it up. Shows might get a little bit shorter. But what we decided to do is, okay, wasn't we talking about in the offseason? We don't want to get too much into NFL draft stuff. College football just ended. We're going to start giving out some grades. This is something we did on the post-game show. We did it every week. We graded out exactly how we thought players played. Now it's time to take a look at the season as a whole. And we need to figure out, okay, who gets what grade? And today, the two positions we're going to talk about are quarterback and offensive line. So those are the only two that we're going to talk about today. So buckle up for that later. But before we get to that, the news. There is some news today, and it's not drama-related for once. I don't feel like I'm writing for TMZ anymore. And that is that uh, Mike Munchak, who was highly considered to be the next head coach of the Denver Broncos, uh, did not get the job. Uh, And he does not want to coach anywhere else. So it looks like he's coming back to Pittsburgh. Lance, what is the significance of this, in your opinion? That's probably the best news that we've heard since the Steelers closed their season. Like you said, Jeff, it's not drama-free. I think everybody, Munchak, the best assistant, does a fantastic job with that offensive line, and we find has grown as a unit over the course of his tenure as a Pittsburgh Steeler. And hopefully, uh, this 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 good news will continue 
with the Pittsburgh Steelers as they hire some good new coaches as well to replace some of the guys that have been fired from the staff. But it's a great job that Mike Munchak is staying. That would have been a big void, and that continuity gets to stay because there could be some turnover in that line with Ramon Foster being a free agent. And depending on what the Steelers decide to do with uh, their off-injured right tackle, who you do not like. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about that in a second, but let's get back to Munchak and the coaches. If you obviously, I'm sure fans heard Joey Porter was fired. Essentially, was asked not to return, and so it was James Saxon, the running back coach, who had been there the last five years and produced some pretty solid running running backs. To be honest with you, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, even Jalen Samuels. Um, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but nonetheless, those are the two coaches that have been fired. Reports were today that Tomlin met with Keith Butler, had a very good meeting, and that he's probably going to be back. Now, let's get back to Munchak, though. In my opinion, and let me ask what you think of this. If I'm the Steelers, now they already have an assistant coach, um, and that's uh, Mitchell, who used to be the uh, defensive line coach. If I'm the Steelers, though, I'm promoting Mike Munchak. He's still the offensive line coach, but he's an assistant head coach. I want to make his job more significant. I want to pay him some more money. Um, I want him to be more of a face uh, and not just an offensive line coach. You think that's a smart move for them for a lot of reasons, mainly because, heck, I think he's been their best coach since he's been been with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, I would definitely give him more money. I don't know what the title means, and I'm not sure what all of it is. All right, sounds like Lance is Lance are breaking up a little bit. I know Lance is mobile right now, so we will uh we'll try to get him straightened out here. Um, all right, well we'll try to get Lance straightened out here. But for here's here's my reasoning, and, and Lance brought up you know the I'm not sure what the the title means. Um, you know, for me, I guess maybe in the back of my mind, I've always kind of thought to myself, you know what? If they are ever going to part ways with Mike Tomlin and it's still the Ben Roethlisberger era, and this is something that Lance and I have talked about a lot, uh, you know, in the past where they're not going to probably fire Tomlin if they were inclined to do so, with Ben Roethlisberger still there, you would think you, if you were going to do it, you're going to have to hire internally. And if you're going to hire internally, you have one guy on staff that has head coaching experience, that would be Mike Munchak. You give him a little boost. You, you call him an assistant head coach. You kind of maybe set him up uh, if you feel like it's necessary. And if I think, you know, maybe if they do that, then there's a good chance that maybe that Tomlin is a little bit on the hot seat. But, you know, we'll see. Um, I do think they should definitely give him some money, more money than they already had. I think they did that last year when the Arizona Cardinals were looking for him to maybe be their next head coach. Uh, and so here we are. So... With that said, um, we'll see what happens. I'm trying to get Lance back on the show here. We'll see if we can get him. Lance, you there? All right. I'm not sure if we're going to get Lance back. but We're going to get through this nonetheless, whether he's with us or not. Like I said, I know that Lance was not able to be around a computer as he normally is. And now all of a sudden we're trying to figure out a way 
to get this to work, at least for this one time. So the other news, as I mentioned, no more Joey Porter, no more James Saxon, but the reports are also stating that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be on the lookout to add more coaches. Now, I did not realize this. This came from Dale Lawley of DKPittsburghSports.com, and he stated that, like I said, I didn't know this, that the Pittsburgh Steelers have one of the smallest coaching staffs in the entire NFL, um, that most teams, they deploy, whether it's people to candle reviews in the booth, uh, just more specific type coaches, whether it's you know a safety coach and not just a secondary coach. Um, it, you have a lot of different options there. And, and supposedly, and what's curious for me with these coaching decisions is, are these decisions based on... Uh, are these decisions based on, you know, I'm trying to think if it's Tomlin or is it Art Rooney? That's what gets me. And I don't know the answer to that question. Um, no one does, actually. So is it, you know, who, who do you think, Lance, are you there? Can I see if I can get him back one more time? Uh, all right, let's see here. Struggling mighty with this technology tonight, so we might not be able to get him back, but we'll try our best. I think this might be Art Rooney, to be honest with you. There's, there's been some reports, a few here and there, stating that Art Rooney has definitely been taking a stronger hand in the things this offseason, uh, and probably because of the way things have ended the last two years. Uh, he's not happy, nor should he be happy. Uh, you have 13-3, and three, and you lose in the first round, the divisional round of the playoffs after a first-round bye to the Jaguars at home. You're seven two and one in 2018, and uh, then all of a sudden you, you're you're looking at other people playing in the uh, in the playoffs. So it's it's really interesting to see what exactly is going to happen here with this team. Uh, but you know what, it is what it is, and we'll see exactly how they handle this situation moving forward. So let's talk a little grades. I know that Lance and I had talked about. The quarterback position, he was very upset when he saw that Jerry Dulac of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette gave Ben Roethlisberger, believe it or not, an A grade for the season. And he <laughs> sent me a text message saying essentially, man, these guys are a bunch of homers. And I do know that Lance is about to talk about that on one of his upcoming podcasts, which is, yeah, I said that. I said it. He said that. <laughs> so, yeah, I said it. He wants to talk about how the uh, Pittsburgh media handles Ben Roethlisberger. But I think both of us agreed, and if you're watching this live on YouTube, um, feel free to go into the live chat and let us know what grade you would give Ben Roethlisberger for the entire season. We're not talking quarterly grades, half-season grades. We're talking start to finish. How would you grade it? And I think we both could, we both agreed that there's no way you can give Ben Roethlisberger an A grade this season based on the fact that he turned the ball over so much. And for me, I can't speak for Lance in this scenario. It's not so much the quantity of turnovers. I mean, considering the fact that he led the NFL in turnovers. Now it was stated in the comment section of one of our previous podcasts that even though he did lead the league in turnovers, it was the lowest that one they say is the lowest total to lead the NFL in a really long time. I did not look that up, 
But even if that's the case, to me, it's also when you have the turnovers. It's those turnovers. I think about, I think about the play in Jacksonville that didn't even count. The interception that he threw that was wiped away by the flag um, when Ryan Switzer was interfered with. I think about the Denver interception that was just so bad. I think back to even 2017, and I shouldn't, but it just comes into my mind. The interception in Week 15 against New England. It's just these untimely turnovers when you really need to make a play. You put the ball in who you think is your best offensive player's hands, and he throws it away, literally. So we thought about it. I gave here's – here's the crux of it is because you have the turnovers, which are so awful on one side, and on the other side you do have pretty good statistics. He threw for over 5,000 yards, uh, set a new record for touchdown passes. The red zone offense was very good. Uh, he was a big part of that. And so, you know, where do you kind of weigh in the, you know, counterbalance all that together? And for me, I came up with a grade of a B minus. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure Lance agreed with that. But at the same time, I'm like, man, he did have a good season, but those interceptions were just killers. And so I couldn't give him an A. And so I went with a B minus. And I'm not really sure if that's right, wrong, or indifferent, and I'm anxious to see, I'm I'm pulling up the the live chat right now, uh, what other people are thinking when it comes to this exact grade, because for me, it's just one of those things where I'd love to give him an A because I love Ben Roethlisberger. I'd love to give him an A because of all the great statistics that he had, but I can't give him an A because it seemed like when the moment was bigger, he got smaller. And, yeah, you can say that New Orleans wasn't his fault. He didn't fumble there. And in Cleveland, it wasn't his fault because James Conner fumbled there. And I get all that, but at the same time, I just expected more. And so I give him a B-. minus. Um, some other grades that are rolling in, a lot of people are saying B. Um, and as a lot of people are talking about, you know, different the, the gunslinger personality, stuff like that. So still, um, I gave a B-. minus. I gave a B minus Lance is a, I think he gave, he agreed with the B minus. Some are saying a C. Um, it's tough. This is a tough grading. We, we started with probably the toughest grade of them all, in my opinion, and that is grading Ben Roethlisberger in the quarterback position. Now, something that I want to talk with tomorrow night, just to kind of tease this show a little bit in our Steelers preview, we're going to approach the Steelers quarterback situation uh, going into next year. And look at the depth. I, I guess you can't really grade. I guess you could grade Joshua Dobbs, but he really only had a, a maybe a half of a quarter of play. Um, didn't didn't show a ton. Didn't show that he was horrible. I'm still got my head around Mason Rudolph. I really want to see what this kid is possible of doing or capable of doing. I should say. Um, I look at this game and say that this kid and think he's the first one. And they've drafted quarterbacks in, in the Ben Roethlisberger era before, where there's Dennis Dixon, Brian St. Pierre, um, all these guys that have come in and come and, go, and gone during Roethlisberger's time with the Steelers. But Mason Rudolph is the first one that I've kind of thought to myself, this might be the future. This might be the future of the team at the quarterback position. But we haven't seen him yet. Uh, there's still there's nothing to grade. But so I say B minus. Let us know what you think, both in the comments and say if you're watching this later 
or if you're on behindthesteelcurtain.com, do in the comments, what do you grade uh, Roethlisberger in his season? I say B minus. Lance agreed with me with a B minus. So a lot of C's. Um, uh, Lance, I'm sorry, Lance. Just uh, let me know. He's a, it's a B. He said just a straight up B. I can't believe I'm more harsh on Roethlisberger than he is, but that's what we're where we are. So, um, <clears throat> no, a lot of people were coming at me with, you know, the, the the losses. Look, I'm not pinning all the losses on Roethlisberger. The defense had their share. I'm just saying that his job is to protect the football sometimes, and he didn't do that well in 2018. So we switched gears from Roethlisberger to the guys that were protecting Roethlisberger and opening up running lanes, and that would be that offensive line led by Mike Munchak, who, as we talked about earlier, seems to be coming back. Um, this is tough because I look at it as – I always tend to look at the line as the left side, right side, and center. I thought Marquise Pouncey had a great year. He was a player that, in my opinion, was you know never really where he was before he broke his leg. Um, I think that was maybe 2015 when he broke his leg in the preseason, and everyone thought he was going to be able to come back. Turns out he had to have all these skin grafts and almost lost his leg. All this stuff never came back. It seemed like it took him a while, but let this year, and he's a pro bowler, second team all pro, Rightfully so. I thought he played a tremendous year, stayed healthy, was really a prominent role on that front, offensive front, and a really big factor for the Steelers moving forward. He has said he will play as long as Roethlisberger does, so hopefully that is the case because they're going to need him. Um, and then let's look at the right side. You know, <clears throat> on the right side, you got DeCastro, you've got um, Matt Filer and Marcus Gilbert. Marcus Gilbert, for me, and I've said this before on this show, is one of the biggest disappointments. We're talking second-round pick. We're talking all... At one time, people were considering him as a Pro Bowl slash All-Pro talent. You saw him shut down a guy like Von Miller, and you're thinking, man, this guy is just really, really good. He's going to be that right tackle for the future, and now he can't stay on the football field, period. Um, whether it's suspension last year, the knee injury this year, I can't fault a guy for getting hurt, but at the same time, when it happens over and over again, that has to play a role in how you kind of view that. So Filer stepped in, and I think that the fan base really clung to him. The cool nickname, the anchor, uh, young, he's just out of nowhere, Bloomsburg College or University. And I think you look at it and say, okay, well, you didn't have high expectations for this kid, and he got a lot of help. You go back and watch these games, especially against Detroit or I'm sorry, Denver uh, with Vaughn Miller. <laughs> they were chipping Vaughn all the time, um, and it's just really you have to help the guy out. You're not going to expect him to win on an island against a pass rusher like that. But I thought he did well, just jumping in in that time. You could throw in Chuksakora for as well. He did play a game. I thought he uh, did very similar. They helped him out a lot. That's what you're going to have to do with young tackles inexperienced tackles. So if in that case, thought they did okay. DeCastro, I think he's the best in the game. People talk about other guards, but in my opinion, he's the best there is. Um, absolutely stout in pass blocking, a monster in run blocking. When you see him pulling around the edge, you just have to think that, man, these, <laughs> whether it's a linebacker, whether it's a defensive back, 
when they see him coming around, they have got to be, you know what, in their pants. I mean, it has to be a very frightening feeling, but still, he's about as good as there is. So let's go to the left side. Alejandro Villanueva, tackle Ramon Foster. They have Ramon Foster, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Um, in the uh, If you're in the live, live chat right now, what do you think about the Steelers and Ramon Foster? Should they bring him back? Should they let him test free agency? If you do bring him back, what kind of deal are you offering him? This is a guy, I believe he's 32. He might be, I don't know that for sure. He's still, he's an aging lineman. The one thing about Foster for me is that he is always seems to be the guy that he's just not the athletic one. Even Villanueva is very athletic. And now Filer's a little different, but Marcus Gilbert was athletic. We know David DeCastro is athletic. Pouncey's probably one of the most athletic centers in the National Football League. And so it's like, okay, well, what do we want to do here? My prediction, and I wrote this in an article today, is that the Steelers are going to they're going to give him an offer, and they'll probably say, look, you know, we don't expect an answer right away. Go ahead and check free agency. If you get a better offer, we don't we understand. But this is our best offer that we can give you. I would say it's like a maybe a three-year deal, but it's more like a two-year deal. I think he does well for his physical capabilities. He's a big guy. He is certainly someone that can run block. Well, who will forget the uh, the pancake of C.J. Mosley a couple years ago against Baltimore at Heinz Field? Uh, that's probably one of those highlight Ramon Foster plays there. Um, for I, I just think that he's very serviceable. But the question I always ask is, is he replaceable? Because like, you have a David DeCastro. That guy's not replaceable. I, I'm not saying he's a generational talent, but you're not bringing up a BJ Finney and thinking, oh, yeah, he can do the job. Now, you do think that with Ramon Foster, at least I do, that, yeah, you bring up BJ Finney, he can get the job done. He can do what he does. He's actually more athletic than Foster. So what Foster might have from a mental standpoint, Finney might have more in terms of physicality. He's more of a road grader and things of that nature. Um, you go to Villanueva. I'll tell you what, I thought he had a tremendous year. There were, there were a lot of people at the end of 2017 saying he's the weak link. And when they saw Chuk Sikorafor get drafted, they thought this guy's going to push Alejandro Villanueva because Villanueva didn't play well. When in reality, I thought Villanueva had a great bounce-back season that no one is talking about. I thought he protected well. thought he run-blocked well. I thought that he had a great, great year, and it was great to see because the Steelers invested some money into him prior to 2017. It was good to see that kind of be paid back on the football field. So I see a lot of people in here talking about Ramon Foster. They, they People want him back, but again, they can't break the bank for a guy like that, not with a guy like B.J. Finney waiting in the wings. So Lance decided to break it down in pass protection, run blocking, and overall. And his grades for that <clears throat> were pass protection, he gave an A. Run blocking, he gave a C plus, and he gave a B plus overall. In pass protection, I agree, it's an A. Uh, the Steelers, I'm, I, at one time, they had given up the least amount of sacks in the NFL early in the season. They probably finished in the top five in that category. Tremendous. 
Run blocking, he gave a C plus. I'm going to give a flat C because there were games, I think of Oakland in particular. Oakland's run defense was probably the worst in the National Football League, and I don't care who's at quarterback. I don't care who's at running back. When you have a, 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 a defense that is that weak at the point of attack and you have an offensive line that's supposed to be as good as everyone says they are, you run the football with with a high efficiency, meaning meaning you can just run it down their throat, and that's all that matters. And they didn't do that. And so there's games like that that come that come into my mind. He gave him a C plus. I'm gonna give him a C for run blocking. So at overall grade, he ends up giving him a B plus. I give him a B. That might be harsh. I think there's room for improvement, even with the star-studded names that we have on that list. Nonetheless, a B. So, if you're if you're in the the live chat right now, what grade do you give the offensive line as a unit, not individual grades? If you want to do that, you can. But what are your grades for these guys as a whole? Mike Munchak's crew. Um, I give him a B. Lance gives him a B plus, and I think those are two very justifiable grades. I don't think that's going to tip the scales one way or the other, meaning people aren't going to be ticked off that you gave them a B or a B plus, and they're not going to be ticked off that you graded them too high. I think that's very much right where we probably should be. And Tyler brings up a good point. Forgot about Gerald Hawkins. Uh, Gerald Hawkins tours quadricep. I didn't forget about him. He didn't play this year, so there really was no need to talk about him. Uh, in terms of the depth of the offensive line and, and talking about players like that and Zach Banner, uh, that'll be on the preview show when we preview the offensive line for that particular week. But like I said, I'm teasing the show tomorrow night with Brian Anthony Davis. Tomorrow night we'll be talking about quarterbacks because that's where we always seem to start with quarterbacks. So we'll keep track of these grades here that we're giving so far. And we definitely have um, Ben Roethlisberger. We both said what Lance said B. I said B minus. He gave the offensive line a B plus. I gave them a B. And so there you go. Those are those are interesting grades. I'm sure they'll be debated. If you're on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, you can go to the, below this and comment. Let us know what grades you would give for those particular units and or athletes. And the last thing I want to talk about, and um, Dave Schofield, contributor to the website, says the Pro Football Focus had the offensive line ranked number one in 2018. So it's good to see. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about a little bit is if you haven't noticed, if you haven't been following our audio podcast form, um, and because if you're like, well, if you're watching on YouTube, that's all you watch, you're not getting all of our content. You're not getting all of our podcasts. So for instance, Lance does a show that I mentioned earlier called, Yeah, I Said It. And that was an idea that we came up with for the off season. They were probably about 10 to 15 minute segments. And it essentially is where you just pick a topic and you roll with it. And so Lance's first topic Lance's first topic was how the Steelers way is flat out broken. And he went into great detail about why he thinks the Steelers way is just plain broken. And it's justifiable. I, I can understand that. Now I also have my own show and we might have some hosts jump in here or there. And mine's just the Steelers burning question. So the first one I did was what should the Steelers do with Antonio Brown? And then the last one was the Steelers Super Bowl window is it closing? Uh, and so those are questions that we answer. So I just want to take it. I wanted to take a minute to talk about the Steelers way being broken 
that Lance talked about. Now, Lance agreed that he thought that this was absolutely, positively broken. But I find that hard to believe when it's all based on winning. You can talk about style of play. You can talk about defense, a, ten, a tenacious defense. But you have to understand something. The game changes. So, yeah, I would love for Jack Lambert and Donnie Shell and Mel Blunt to be those style of players in the NFL today, but they can't. These players cannot do that anymore. Jack Lambert would be kicked out of the league for the stuff that he did if he played in today's game. Some say, and I agree, that he couldn't play in today's game because of that. They created rules for guys like Mel Blunt. So I understand what he's saying there. Excuse me. <clears throat> but at the same time, you don't have to go all the way back to 70s to see how things were done a little bit different. Even the 2005 team, I know that was Bill Cowher. That's a very touchy subject with our fan base. The team was different. It was more of a team, more of a cohesive unit. 2009 when they won the Super Bowl. Same thing. So I think the question for me isn't so much is the Steeler way broken because the Steelers way for me isn't about the running game, the defense. It's about winning. It's about winning. That's it. So are the Steelers, is the Steeler way dead and gone? No, not in my opinion. Is the Steeler way able to be found again? Absolutely. What needs to happen for that? That could be a whole nother topic. And maybe that's one that I do. What needs to happen for the Steelers way to return? They need to be that team, that cohesive unit again. Antonio Brown either has to buy in or get out. And that's going to be a really tough decision for this team in the offseason. You have players like Ben Roethlisberger, whether it's what's happening that is being reported is true or whether it's not, Roethlisberger's leadership is being questioned by both public media and some local media. You can't have that happen with a captain. You can't have that happen with the face of your franchise. You can't have people saying that the quarterback and the coach are in cahoots. You can't basically say that the Steelers way is this circus, this three ring circus that has become the Pittsburgh Steelers. They need to get rid of that stuff. And I'm not saying they need to get rid of people or players. They need to get back to business of winning period. Is this team capable of winning? Absolutely. And that's where I came in with my show and my question of the of the week, which was, is the Steelers window closing? And I stand by my answer of no, it's not closed. Is it closing? That's debatable. But I do not think that it is closed completely, even if Antonio Brown leaves. Because in my opinion, I think that this is probably... It's a turning point for the organization right now. It really is in a lot of different ways. Whether you're talking about free agency, having money to spend, you're talking about a higher draft pick than you normally have. You're talking about a, a team that, in my opinion, is just a few players away from being even more of a Super Bowl contender than they were already considered before they came into this season. So is the Steelers... Steelers Super Bowl window closing? Maybe. Closing. Is it closed? Absolutely not. Not in my opinion. Is the Steelers way broken? Well, if you consider the fact that they're not winning, then yeah, I guess it is. But to me, the Steelers way isn't about anything other than W's and trophies. They've collected some W's in Mike Tomlin's era, but only one trophy. 
They need to get back to that. And it starts, in my opinion, with the drama leaving, team team cohesiveness coming in, and being that group that we've seen so many times throughout the time, throughout everyone's time of being a fan, whether you're young and you maybe started watching the football around 2009 when the Steelers won Super Bowl 43, or whether you're an older fan that witnessed all those great 70s teams and the dynasty of the 1970s, it doesn't matter. So, with that said, like I said, these shows are going to be a little bit shorter. I apologize that Lance was not able to stay on the show. He's out in California. He was on route home. Um, not good sound, so we just cut it out, and I did the grades. Lance will be back next week. We'll talk about the grades. He'll answer any questions maybe that you might have about the quarterback rating, grading and stuff like that. Here's what to look forward to. Already mentioned it a couple times. Tomorrow night's Steelers preview, myself and Brian will be talking about the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks on the roster, what to expect, what do we think is going to happen, all that. So check us out. We'll be on YouTube and on audio form. Um, and then that's the end of the week. Next week, Monday, Lance will be back talking about Ben Roethlisberger. Should he even get a contract extension? You might be surprised what Lance says. you have to check that out on Monday. Make sure you follow all of our audio content on iTunes, Google Play, Stitch, Art19, um, Spotify, you name it. If you didn't know we had a YouTube channel, go there. Type in BTSE Steelers Radio. Give us a, a subscribe, like, comment. We appreciate all the help there, all the support. So. Make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. We're still getting you like 8 to 10 articles a day, and it's the offseason. So check that out. Now, like I said, sorry for Lance not being here. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next week for another episode of The Standard is the Standard. Hello, you're listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of The Polygon Show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play. Brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games. Every Friday, we bring you a new hour of personal stories. Like how we found the best way to play Yakuza 0. Or even what happens when you play so much Zelda that you hurt your hands and can't play games anymore. Above all, we just have a really good time talking about the games that we love. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us at Polygon Show on Twitter and send a tweet to say hi. Thanks for listening. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.